0: Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. I'm Chris Voss here from the Chris Voss Show.com. The Chris Voss. Show.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. We have an amazing business author and prolific business author. These offer uh, five amazing books on leadership, business organization, and everything else and how to be really effective at uh, being a leader. And of course, that's really kind of up my vein, given I've written about leadership. And, uh, you know, leadership is really important. It's one of those traits that a lot of people forget these days. So welcome to the show, folks. I'm Chris Voss, your host, as always, of the Chris Voss show. Uh, be sure to refer the show to your family, friends, relatives, uh, anybody you meet on the street. When you just meet on the street, just grab people by the arm gently and say, have you heard of our Lord and Savior, the Chris Voss show? No, don't do that. We don't want to turn ourselves into a cult. We just like you to listen to the show. We don't want to, we don't want to do anything where we have to tithe you people and charge you money. It's free and most cults aren't free from last time I checked. So, uh, we don't want to turn, <laughs> turn the Chris Voss show into a cult, but if you want to believe in it, if you want to believe in the miracle of helping people be better and make them smarter, that's kind of what we're all about. We're kind of a anti Dunning Kruger. Sort of uh, educational <laughs> entertainment podcast where we make you better and smarter uh, than you already are, and when we do that, uh, we're uh, we're uh, when we do that, we're making you more interesting and more sexy. You know, they they there's a saying, and I'm not sure who made it up. Probably some guy named me uh, that if you're smarter, you're sexier. So those of you who have the wives ignoring you or girlfriends, you know, maybe if you're smarter. They'll be like, hey, that dude's kind of hot. I don't know, man. I'm just making stuff up at this point. It looks like my guest uh, will be coming to the show shortly here. So we'll have him on. In the meantime, go to YouTube.com, chess Chris Voss, Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn, Fortress Chris Voss, all those crazy places on the Internet. And uh, it looks like our guest dropped off the show. So he's probably the Internet gods are not shining kindly upon him today it's Tuesday I think that's on the horoscope isn't it isn't that one of the tarot card readings that we did this morning that uh, the internet gods are not being happy today there's snow so if you can't tell that I'm stalling yet to see him if he'll show up again uh, I am stalling but he was in the green room when we entered the show and uh, he did drop out in the green room once so uh, you know, we all have these internet days. It's what the internet's for. It's a test of whether you can, uh, log on or not. I've been used to that. If you're used to the AOL days where you used to hear the, you know, you used to log on. <laughs> Sometimes you'd have to log on like 15 times You go, and uh, then you hear the, and log on to AOL. All right. I'm going to bring him in the show. He's back again. And, uh, let's see if the internet gods can shine kindly on our little interview here with, uh, Paul Thornton. Paul, welcome back to the show. How are you?
1: Thank you, Chris. I'm good. Good to be back. There you
0: go. Good to be back. I've been stalling a little bit on the launch of the show, and uh, hopefully, all of our internets will work for it. So, uh, Paul, we've got you on the show. We're going to be talking about your amazing book. The Leadership Process that came out July 28th, 2022, and uh, Mm -hmm. Paul B. Thornton is on the show with us today. He's the author of, as I mentioned before, about five books on leadership business organizations. So This is going to be a great discussion, especially for our uh, our LinkedIn group over there and our LinkedIn people, because they love leadership and they love talking about business. Paul, for the last 40 years, has been a student and teacher of management and leadership concepts as a student. He has conducted interviews and experiments, observed people in various management and leadership roles and read widely on the subject. He has also learned by performing the roles of manager and leader as a college hockey coach, professor, human resources, executive coach and parent. You learn a lot as a parent actually about leadership. Uh parents are leaders. I don't think most parents I don't I don't know what mm. most parents think but they are leaders. Yeah. You're you're really leading somebody and you're well, however you lead them makes a difference on what, what sort of mm-hmm. kid you send in our community the rest of us have to yeah. put up with. Uh, as a teacher, he's written articles and books, conducted mm-hmm. college class seminars, uh, presented speeches, and participated in mm-hmm. podcasts, done executive coaching, uh, and he's conducted management leadership programs for UMass Medical School, Mercy Health Systems, Kuwait Oil Corporations, United Technology Corporations, and Duckco Tenant, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Welcome to the show, Paul. How are you?
1: Thank you. I'm I'm good. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you for coming on. We certainly appreciate you. You ducked out on us there in the in after yeah. we uh, entered the show in the green room. So I was doing the big stall process at the beginning, and mm-hmm. it seems to have worked. So we pulled it yeah. off and hopefully no one's the wiser. Although I did tell them that's what I was up to. So yeah. we tend to let the audience in on the joke around here. So yeah. welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, congratulations on the new book. Uh, you've got five of them out. We're going to talk about them, but uh, give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebages in the sky.
1: I don't actually have a dot com. Um, I am active on LinkedIn okay. and, um, my, Email address is pbthawnton74 at gmail.com. There you go. And am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Thornton. Thornton.
0: I've been saying Thornton, haven't I?
1: Yeah. Thornton. That's close enough.
0: All right. Well, Thornton, Paul B. Thornton, is on the show with us today. Uh, So, Paul, uh, what motivated you to write this latest book that you came out with, uh, the one that is entitled The Leadership Process?
1: Well, I've always been interested in the topic of leadership, and of as I've said, as you said, I've done a lot of studying of it, and I've, you know, my whole life I've been trying to figure out what what is it that makes a great leader. And the more I look into it, the more research I do, I keep writing about it. Uh, writing helps me think about it more clearly, and you know, it's kind of a hobby. I keep producing these books and um, I keep looking for that uh, perfect way to articulate what a great leader does and what makes them so special.
0: So give us an overview of what you've encased in this book.
1: Um, Basically, you know, there's a lot of books on leadership and this one really focuses in on that it's really a process. There's basically four steps that leaders need to follow the first one is to diagnose the current situation you know kind of get a handle of what's currently going on what's working what's not working what are people's strengths and weaknesses things like that so you, you got to kind of get a baseline of where are we today before we try to improve it so that's mm-hmm. step 1 step 2 is figuring out how can we improve you know what what can we do better you know I'm sure you think about your show. What can you do better after a, a podcast? What can no? You we choose? think
0: about what we can do worse.
1: <laughs> well, you know what I mean. You, yeah,
0: you, I mean, you know, well, you know
1: mean, always I, searching for that uh, new approach, that new question, that new follow up, whatever it might be, that's going to make your show better. So leaders are kind of doing the same thing. You know, what, what's going to make my team, my organization, my department better? Mm-hmm. And they might come up with many, but they got to boil it down on what are the one or two things you're going to pursue that you're going to work on to make it better. Number three step in the process is putting your message together, packaging your message. You have to convince a certain number of people that your idea has merit, that it will work, it will be an improvement, et cetera. I just lead
0: by fiat. I just force everyone to do what I say. Well,
1: if you have position power, you can do that. But they may they may be doing it because they are be compelled to do it, not because they're highly mm. motivated to do don't it.
0: Don't explain the pitchforks and uh, stuff that's outside <laughs> my door every day. You know, the angry villagers are always out there going, enough with the tyranny. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, you get paychecks every week. What do you want? Yeah.
1: It's kind of like what we see. What's happening in China today? You know, people have just uh-huh. reached the threshold. Enough is enough, and you know they reach the breaking point. So, be careful. Your employees may be getting close to that breaking point.
0: Well, I, but, I, I, I just keep spraying water on the uh, on the torches, and that seems to be helping. <laughs> but I'm not sure about the pitchforks. So there you go. There's that.
1: And then the fourth step in the process is coming up with a plan of how you're going get- to. A plan: How you're going to implement the changes to make things better. Well, it so like it's, it's pretty work. simple. It's pretty basic, but each step is important, and each step builds on the preceding steps. So I think it kind of all hangs together, and I think that the good leaders are good at each of those steps and. Leading for me, anyway, is implementing change. It's not just talking about it, but it's really implementing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's making something better. It's improving something. Do so you? You go ahead.
0: Do you see? Uh, uh. These these are great tips because you really need to focus as a leader. It's really, it's really. You've got these four great tips, and when as a leader it can be really hard, especially if you're an ADHD leader, which a lot of us are, we call it the CEO. It's called the CEO disease. I don't call it that. Uh, that was named by, I'm not sure who named it that, but it was, it's been documented in several articles, but you know, we have ADHD sometimes. Um, and we're, we're a bit mad. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so we tend to scattershot sometimes. And so it's good to have, like you say, these four things to hone down leadership because you, you, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, you, you try and take on everything if you mm-hmm. can and, and you can't,
1: yeah. you just can't.
0: There's a, yeah. there's a reason delegation is there. There's a reason that you've got to focus in on what you can do. You know, people are looking mm-hmm. to you to be the leader mm-hmm. and you've got to deliver or, or else you won't be the leader for very long, which is mm-hmm. why those pitchforks are at my door. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they really have some sort of intent. I'm not sure what it is. But, yeah, no, uh, I,
1: I think that's very untrue. I think it's easy to get very scattered today. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be into 28 different things and you're, you're pursuing all sorts of things and you lose your focus because you're so scattered. A process helps you kind of define what are the steps I need to take to get to the end goal. You know, it gives you some structure It gives you some, um, a plan or a step by step approach you can follow. So I think it is important.
0: Most definitely. It's, it's, uh, you know, I used to have this thing in my business where I would, uh, I would pull the, who was the basketball coach, uh, the great basketball coach, um, coach Gary. Uh, he, he, he would always, his his code was the basics. He had like, I think he had like the pyramid or the 12 principles of leadership.
1: Oh, John Wooden.
0: John Wooden. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think that was him and he, he, he would always be, get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. So he would say to people, you know, some, some guy would be, you know, going on about how he was the, you know, he was to be shooting free throws from the, from the three point line Mm -hmm. and, you know, doing all sorts of crazy layups and be like, "Hey, Hey, whoa, whoa, calm down we want you you know, why don't you just show us how you can do your free throws mm. and stuff. And so that was kind of his modem was get back to basics. Uh-huh. And yeah. I would find that as a leader, that what I do is I'd, I'd get off the basics and then, you know, so we'd be, I'd be like, Hey, how come we're not making so much money this month? How come things are, you know, and sometimes I tried to fancy it up a little too much. You know, I try mm-hmm. to, I try to make things, you know, I'd be like, Hey, let's tweak this and make it all mm. pretty and special. And flowery mm-hmm. and different, and it's like, no, man, just cut that back down to the basics. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that would happen to me so many times, and so I had this rule. I I, I took a rule from uh, uh, what was it? The, the Russian movie, The Red October, where you always do a uh, where you always do a uh, uh, crazy Ivan, you check your six, and you go back and go, what did we mess with that screwed everything up? And you go back to basics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was kind of my way of, of doing that. But yeah, every yeah. leader can get off par get off base it's easy if we don't stay focused
1: every year when i watch the super bowl invariably they talk to the winning coach and he says we did the basics well yeah we get back to the basics you know so there's a lot to be said for that
0: there is in fact you you remind me of a time when uh recently when tom brady uh, it was a couple Super Bowls wins ago. I mean, the, how many? The guy is like 50, I think, or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was one game a while ago where he defied a precedent in NBA history, or not NBA, NFL, NFL. history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, NFL history where he, uh, they came back from a deficit at halftime that no mm-hmm. team has ever come back from. Everyone's like sitting around going, this game's over because no one's ever done this before no one's mm. ever come back and he did and he mm-hmm. won mm-hmm. and he killed it mm-hmm. and uh, and and it seemed to me when i watched the game he just kept focusing on the basics mm. he just yeah. he just he kept his head down yeah. he kept focusing on what they needed to do instead of getting lost like a lot of people do that you see in in uh in the super bowl you know cuz mm-hmm. it's is, it is an overwhelming thing yeah uh you would see they just kind of they just kind of kept their head down and they kept yeah. focusing on just okay let's chew the elephant one ball at a, one yeah. play at a time mm-hmm. let's keep the basics yeah. and uh, by doing that uh, maybe we'll win and they yeah. did and that was mm-hmm. what's so extraordinary about that game
1: yeah yeah now I agree the basics are very important and a lot of these things are not as complicated as we sometimes make them out to be. And if you do the basics well, you're, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be successful.
0: Yeah. It's going to make all the difference in the world when it comes down to it because, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, that just that just makes all the difference in the world. So let's touch on some of your other books. Anything you, yeah. else you want to tease out we didn't cover on the leadership process? We're going to try no, and cram I, all five of your books in here.
1: Good. I think that's good on that one. Um, the one I'm currently working on is called Leadership Styles. mm. And there's a lot of books out there that talk about many styles, seven, eight, nine, ten different styles that leaders use. I boil it down to three basic styles. Again, getting back to the basics. One is directing. uh, Second one is discussing. And a third one is delegating, the Mm -hmm. three Ds. And I think there are times when a leader – a parent, a coach, um, a podcaster, doesn't matter. You you use these styles all the time. You know, there's times when you have to tell people or direct people what to do, how to do it, when to have it done by. Mm -hmm. There's other times when you you, you want to have a discussion. You want to get people's ideas and input, you know, their thoughts and what they might suggest for a show or a program or whatever it might be. Parents have discussions with their kids, you know, Uh, as the kids get older, they get them involved in what their goals are, what do they want to achieve, et cetera, et cetera. And then when the child gets even a little bit older, you delegate more. You know, Mm. you you want them running their own life. You want them making decisions, taking responsibility, you know, getting things done according to the way they think it should be done. So, those three styles I think are critical. You use them every day. It doesn't matter. Parents, coaches, teachers, uh, you know, we, we all use them day in and day out. Um, I'm a former manager and I use those styles every single day. And, matter of fact, in the same meeting, I'd use all three styles. Mm. So, very important. And uh, the book, Highlights. I have a, a number of uh, practitioners, and they vary from athletic coaches to teachers to managers. I have a fire chief in there, oh. uh, and they all talk about how they use the three styles in doing their job.
0: That's awesome, man. And,
1: and my, my bet is if I observed you for a couple days doing your day-to-day activities – I would see you at times directing and at other times discussing and thirdly at other times delegating to staff members to get certain things done.
0: Does that include the yelling, the yelling and screaming at people? <laughs> I do, Or sometimes yelling and screaming I do at the I, I, computer?
1: I'm glad you brought that up because when we talk about directing, it has a connotation that we're yelling and screaming and we're condescending. No, it doesn't mean that. Damn directing means you're just being straightforward and clear on what you want done, how you want it done and when you want it done by. Yeah. Okay. You can be a very nice person and still be directing. You know, that's one
0: thing you deal with as a leader is sometimes you ask yourself, is my vision clear? Do people understand it? Am I communicating effectively? I've had times where I've given people instruction to do things as a leader. And, uh, I've realized later when they failed at it, the failure was mine. I didn't communicate it. I wasn't clear enough Mm -hmm. on, on what I did. And it becomes one of those things where, you know, it was that old exercise you would do in school where you, you would go around the room and
1: uh, phone. uh, Yeah.
0: You tell someone a story and then they would tell the next person Mm -hmm. a story. And, In the meantime, the story gets combobulated, the instructions get combobulated, and then by the end, no one knows what the hell you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's really, that's really important, uh, for all that there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. Let's talk about, uh, let's touch on all your books. I was going to kind of tag all your books if you like. Uh, let's talk about, um, uh, let's talk oh. about, uh, I think the latest book for you was in October of 2021. Oh. Is your organization aligned mm-hmm. is the title yeah. of the book yep. achieving organizational alignment is a thing of beauty.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Uh, let's talk about this one and touch on this one. What's the secret yeah. sauce I'll, to help teams I'll, and organizations perform at their best?
1: Yeah. Alignment is a topic that there hasn't really been a lot of books written about it. Um, I think it's a very important topic. Alignment is where all of the parts and pieces of the organization are working together in support of the strategy. I'm a big believer that the senior leaders need to get the strategy right. Mm-hmm. You know, how are we going to compete and win in the marketplace? And they got to get the values right. What, what, how are we going to work together? You know, mm-hmm. what values are we going to follow day-to-day, week-to-week? So the senior leaders need to get those two things right. If they don't, the team, the organization, I think, is in trouble. Definitely. Beyond that, they need to get then all of the pieces, the systems and the people and the skill set and, and the reward and recognition programs and all, all that stuff needs to support the strategy. And if you're not aligned, you're not performing at an optimal level. So the book gets into how do you – how does the senior leaders of a company create an aligned organization where everything fits together, supports the strategy, and leads to the most effective performance that you can, you know, achieve. When when you watch like a um, a pit crew – or a college marching band, um, or a high-performing athletic team, you know, you see perfection where everything is working perfectly. It's great coordination. Everybody's in sync. Everybody's focused. Uh, it is. I think it's a thing of beauty. When we watch like a college marching band, it's like, oh my God, they're incredible. Or a uh, athletic team that When we say they're in the flow, you know, they're performing at such a high level. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe how great they are, you know. Mm -hmm. And if we can use that same analogy to a business, if we can get everyone aligned and focused on the same vision, the same values, you know, they have the right skills. It's really incredible to see that team, that group, that organization perform.
0: There you go. Alignment's really important because, you know, everyone's going in 50 different directions. Yeah. That, uh, that doesn't work well. Uh, you can't, you can't win a war or you can't do battle, you know, in the business sense of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if everybody in the army goes 50 different directions, in fact, that's a great way to lose. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, the book before that, leadership case studies, useful for teachers and seminar leaders. I know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that do, uh, that do these, uh, uh, workshop, uh, live sure. workshops and online workshops and stuff. Would that help them as well?
1: Uh yes. Um, I I was a college teacher for twenty plus years, and I used a lot of my own case studies and uh, role plays and things like that 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 I created, and. When I retired, you know, it's kind of like I I got all this material. I didn't want it to go to waste. I think there's some really good stuff in there. So I I put that together in a book, hoping that some other college teachers and high school teachers, for that matter, or seminar leaders would want to check out these case studies and possibly use them in some of their seminars and workshops, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and – I think some have done that and some have found them very useful. And as a teacher, I was always looking for good case studies that made the point that I was trying to get across to the students. So it's one of those things you're always looking for the, you know, right amount of complexity and the right amount of detail and the right focus and all that. So.
0: That's it's cool. hard to be a it's hard to be a teacher. my mom was a teacher for about twenty years yeah uh and of course I think she was teaching uh kids at four five and six, mm-hmm. so that was a that was a whole new animal of mm-hmm. uh you know trying those kids are pretty rambunctious as they should be at yep. that age yeah um but you know trying to keep them uh focused uh you know makes all the difference so yep. so you you help teach teachers and seminar leaders. How to keep people engaged, how to get them, uh, how to do stuff. So. I like the role play exercise in case studies. Uh-huh. In fact, years ago when I used to be a uh, training facility manager, I uh, I did a lot of that with, uh, with uh, we would do role play. We'd go around the room and that was a lot of what our leadership training would be about, not leadership, but it was training, but it was role playing you know, Mm -hmm. teaching people the job. And it wasn't just barking at people and then going, well, go do your job. We would role play with them and make sure they knew how to do what they were doing. And then we critique them. So there was that.
1: Yeah, I, I think role playing makes it very real or a lot realer than just talking about it. So I used to be a trainer at a company as well. And we did a lot of role playing. And the participants didn't particularly like being in role plays but it really brought the skill or the point you're trying to make home and it really showed whether they could do it or not you know and i i think it's a very good learning tool
0: definitely definitely most definitely uh let's touch on uh another one of your books here uh let me go back to my list that i had up uh, there is the original book. This is the one you wrote. Uh, this is your first book, I believe. Leadership off the wall in 2010. Mm-hmm. Let's chat about this book. what What was the What was the encasement of this book?
1: Well, I was mm-hmm. um, finding I, I I worked at a pretty big company, and I would visit a lot of various managers. And as I would go into their office, I would find a quote of some sort on their office wall. And, and the quotes often had to do with management and leadership ideas. And I would often ask them, you know, what's that quote mean to you? Why do you have it? How important is it? Etc. So it got me thinking that, you know, maybe a collection of these put in a book with some of the quotes from the people that, that have them on their office wall would be, you know, kind of interesting and insightful. Mm -hmm. So I started collecting these over the years, and I also found some famous people that had quotes on their office wall, and I did put it together. So it it highlights, um, I forget the exact number, but it's some of the more famous quotes and some not-so-famous quotes that people have that they follow and use to make themselves a better leader. That's kind of the gist of it.
0: There you go. There you go. Being a. Good know, do
1: you have any quotes on your office wall? Uh there's
0: a bunch I have in my head. In your head, uh, and yourself. and in your book, I notice you have some W. Clement Stone quotes. Yeah. Uh in uh, his story about becoming a shoe shine boy and then yep. becoming a multimillionaire. Uh, millionaire mm-hmm. and he uh, credits his success to three words: "Do it now." Yeah. Um, yep. that's always a good one. Um there's a you know, get back to basics is that one quote that I can think of. I yep. can't think of any in the top of my head. I'm just I'm just totally in the in the show right now. Uh yeah, but you
1: Bill Bill Belichick, um uh, mm-hmm. New England Patriots coach. I mean, he his quote about do your job. I mean, he's constantly telling his players, do your job. Um that's a good example of, you know, guiding principle that it's simple, it's clear, it's a good reminder don't worry about the 28 other things that you know people are talking about just do your job yeah. and keep it simple
0: you know there's that there there's a quote right there the kiss the kiss technique
1: yeah. keep it simple yeah. stupid
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh uh here's there's one that I like uh, 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 from W Clement Stone I thought I saw it in my pull-up here um but uh Jim B. D. Clement Stone he's really underrated as a motivational quotes at least in like today's world it seems like he's gotten lost when i when i was coming up in the 70s my father had a lot of books with w clement stone i think there Mm -hmm. was the one with him and napoleon hill as well and uh so those those really helped as well um and uh yeah those those can make all the difference in the world
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: definitely definitely uh so uh Uh, you've written just a wonderful amount of books here over the past few years. And, uh, it's just amazing what, what sort of stuff you do and you've got the fifth one coming out. So, you know, leadership is really important. Do you feel like leadership is, is underestimated or underrated or people don't give enough value these days?
1: Well, I think to be a really good leader is a lifelong journey. I think it's something you got to keep working at. And, um, I think to influence and inspire people is challenging. I think people are being pulled in a lot of different directions these days. It's a complex and confusing world out there. So getting people's attention with your ideas and having ideas that they feel are relevant, meaningful, you know, it's, it's challenging um so to be an effective leader takes a lot of work and effort and like a lot of things you know you some days are good you have some successes and other days it's like what was i thinking i i can't believe i i thought this would work and you know blah 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 and it doesn't go so well but you Mm got to pull yourself up and you got to think about okay uh what do I have to face tomorrow and what are my goals and what am I going to do to make a difference and how am I going to add value?
0: So, Definitely. You got to keep focused. You can't, yeah. you know, I learned a long time ago, I've talked about this on the show, uh, that it, it's, you reach a point where there's so many millions of things you need to be doing every day. Like every day when I wake up, there's probably 500 things I'd like to do today mm. or there should be doing or maybe, maybe that I'd like to be doing. I think that's probably a better term. And, uh, you know, I just can't get to them all. I mean, right. if I can get five to six good, solid things done in a day, that's a mm-hmm. darn good day. Yeah. And so you, you, like you talked about in your first book, you have to focus, you have mm-hmm. to focus on what you need to achieve, what you can achieve. And, uh, and, and what's, what's the top things on mm-hmm. all of this. And so that can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there you go. um, the, uh, these have been really great. I mean, I think, I think, do, do people need to teach more about leadership? Is leadership becoming a lost art? Uh, do you find that most leaders and CEOs today, you know, I, 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 the reason I ask you this question, I'm kind of pushing it a bit, is I'll ask people what their leadership style is, or, or what are some aspects they use to lead lead with. And I kind of get like a, a quiet for a second because they really don't think about it. They're kind of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, really what great leaders do. I mean, I always had a formula I used, what I called my toolbox that I always went to for leadership, especially in crunch times. But it it seems to me like a lot of people, uh, CEOs are on autopilot. They don't really consciously think about how am I leading? Mm -hmm. And, and do you think, do you see a lot of that in leaders? And is that an impact that we need to spend more time focusing on?
1: Well, I, I think we live in a day and age where we're action oriented Mm -hmm. It's what am I going to do next? And your to-do list is so long that really you can't even take time to think. So the focus is more on doing stuff. And I think part of being a good leader requires reflection. Mm -hmm. You know, quiet time, thinking about how did I handle that? What could I have done differently Uh, If I had that same situation again, what would I do? Blah, blah, blah. So I think the reflection, reflecting part is important to kind of come up with your leadership beliefs, philosophy, frame of reference, whatever you want to call it. And I think that the good leaders do take the time and they do reflect and they do put the pieces together so they have a coherent view of how they're going to, you know, make themselves, make their points known, make their big ideas stand out, make their points, et cetera. Mm -hmm.
0: It's, it's, uh, it's really interesting to me. And I was kind of surprised when I wrote in my book about how, you know, parents are leaders too. Like every, just about anybody can be a leader in emergency situations, leaders emerge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all kind of, we all are kind of leaders in our life that we affect other people. And, and, and I, I think is people, we need to think about more about how we affect other people, uh, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. It makes all the difference, uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, that, I mean, that can make all the difference in, in being a great leader. Anything more you want to touch on or round out
1: as we go out? Um, well, I, I think leadership is a very important job. I think leaders make a big difference. And as we said, we talked about before, leadership is part of uh, a lot of different people's roles as a parent, teacher, coach, team leader. Um, you know, all of these things require Leadership. You're influencing people. You're creating a vision. You're doing things to inspire people to get them going in a certain direction. Uh, you're listening to their ideas. You're building on their ideas. You got to be a good delegator. You got to be a good coach. You got to be able to give good feedback. There's a lot to it. And that's why I say lead, becoming a really good leader is a long term journey. And it's something you got to commit yourself to and you got to keep working at and keep evaluating how you're doing. And it's often good to have a coach or someone that you can bounce ideas off to keep you going in the right direction. So <laughs> buy, buy all my books and they'll help you be a more effective and more efficient leader. Uh, but really if you, I would recommend the the book that's coming out soon is the leadership styles. I think that could be a big help to anyone who wants to become a better leader.
0: There you go. I mean, it, it can make all the difference in the world when it comes down to uh, to all of that. Um, where people, uh, you know, I, I've been on a journey of leadership for all my life thirty five years of being a, an entrepreneur, and I probably will always. Yeah. Be on, uh, that journey. I don't think it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's kind of like the show. You, yeah. you can never get fully perfect in that. Um, mm-hmm. you're just constantly on the journey trying to get that done and, uh, and trying to, uh, you know do do all of that. I mean it's just it's it, a, lead, a true leader is probably always learning. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. We're
0: always learning, always trying to make ourselves better and everything else. Yep. Well, this has been pretty insightful, Paul. Uh, definitely a lot of good stuff in the, the things. Uh give us where you want people to follow you on the interwebs and get to know you better, please.
1: Well, as I said, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I try to publish uh, an article or a quote or some message almost every day. So you can find my site on LinkedIn. Uh, my email address is pbthornton74 at gmail.com. My books are available at Amazon. They're very inexpensive. They're like six ninety nine, I think, or less, and the uh, electronic ones are even less than that. So it's not a big investment, uh, but it's an important investment to become a better leader. It's something Definitely. you got to keep working at and studying and trying out, trying things out and seeing what works.
0: Definitely, and reading your books and getting the knowledge down. I mean, uh, it's so important to learn from leaders and mm. to really think about mentally about being a leader. Mm. Uh, it, like I say, I, I meet so many people that are just kind of on autopilot. And it's not to mean that they fail as a leader because they're on autopilot. They just, they just, they're probably missing some things that they don't realize they're missing because yeah. they're, they're not focusing on, okay, what works for yeah. me? Like I said, I, I always had the toolbox. Yeah. So I, I could always come back to, Hey, if things aren't working, what's what, what what's going on? Uh, what's what's the toolbox element here of why this isn't working and stuff? Mm-hmm. And and that was really important to me on on being able to get things done and yeah. things. So uh, yeah, uh, so people should check you out, read the books on the mm-hmm. uh, interwebs, order them up on Amazon or wherever mm-hmm. fine books are sold. Uh, grab the newest one, uh, the leadership process. Uh, that July 28th, 2022, and uh, all that good stuff. And stay tuned for your next book. Uh, thanks, so Moniz, for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, for Chris Voss. Go to youtube.com, for Chris Voss. Go to all the crazy places on the Internet where you can find the Chris Voss show. Thanks for
1: tuning in. Thanks, Paul, for being here. Thanks, Chris, for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: There you go. Uh, tune in next time, folks, and be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Thanks.